Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Lisa H., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Tennessee. Today is Wednesday, August the 9th, 2023, and this is the 7 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting. Today we're reading from the big book, and we're in the chapter Working with Others on page 99. We'll be reading and commenting on the first paragraph that begins after they have seen tangible results and ends lest we pay the penalty by spree. Today's thank you for your service this morning um, for the 12 steps, Esther F., 12 traditions, Joni C., uh, readers of the text, Vanessa G., Reba P., and Chris G., Our newcomer greeter is Anne-Marie M., and our second-hour host is Ramona A. The reference numbers for yesterday, Tuesday, August the 8th, 2023, for the 7 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting is 20,514. That's 20514. And for the 10 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting is 20,515. That's 20515. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Esther F. to please read the 12 steps. Good morning. This is Esther F., a recovered compulsive overeater from Cleveland, Ohio, the 12 steps. Number one, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, Admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrong. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, Continue to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for his knowledge for for his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12. Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we try to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for letting me do service, and I pass. 
Thank you, Esther F. And I'll now ask Joni C. to please read the 12 traditions. Good morning. This is Joni C., um, a true compulsive overeater from Minnesota. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our true purpose, for for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10. Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11. Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you, Joni C. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share. But we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today, we resume our study study of the big book on page 99 in the chapter Working with Others. We'll be reading and commenting on the first paragraph that begins after they have seen tangible results and ends lest we pay the penalty by a spree. And I'll ask Vanessa G. to please begin reading. Good morning, everybody. This is Vanessa G., recovered in New Mexico. 
After they have seen tangible results, the family perhaps will want to go along. These things will come to pass naturally and in good time provided. However, the alcohol and in good time provided. However, the alcoholic can. However, the alcoholic continues to demonstrate he can be sober, considerate, and helpful, regardless of what anyone says or does. Of course, we all fall much below this standard many times, but we must try to repair the damage immediately, lest we pay the penalty by a spree. This morning, um, when I woke up, the first thing that happened was, of course, you know, I started to um, say my morning prayers. But I also um, was praying for a friend who, um, unfortunately, from, well, I don't know. Let me, let me just put it this way. Who um, I had met with a couple of weeks ago, three or four weeks ago, at the request of her husband. Um, she was getting ready for weight loss surgery. And we had lunch, and she seemed really interested in coming to the meeting. But I'm, since then, I haven't been able to meet with her. She's had too many things to do and not enough time for me, and we've gone on. Um, and so this morning, she's having the surgery, and I'm just praying for her. Of course, I have many um, ideas about how I was supposed to intervene and be there for her, but um, that wasn't um, to be. Um, You know, I did talk to her. She did want to come to a meeting, um, and, you know, things came in the way. So in any case, um, sometimes um, I feel that I'm trying to be a little bit more than what God wants me to be. And I know that throughout my life, um, I've taken that to the extremes, and um, especially in my family. This last time I went through the steps, um, at the very top of my list was my youngest sister, who I've dragged into this program two or three times. And um, I did many tenth steps on this woman after I did that fourth step. And um, it's amazing. You know, the longer that I'm in program, how much better she gets. it's uh, maybe um, I will bring my uh, family, my my relatives into um, this program by being a, a wonderful and lovely demonstration of the big book, and maybe not. Maybe they'll have to find their own way. But I do know that my relationships have all gotten better. I know it's strictly because I have found vision. I have found the ability to repair the damages that I do immediately through the 10th step and um, and so that I can stay as much as possible abstinent, considerate, and helpful um, to anyone who is looking towards uh, recovering from this disease. Um, again, I always fall below that standard many times, but thank God that I have um, the 12 steps and um, especially the 10th step to help me get through repairing the damage as soon as um, I see what my um, faults are. And with that, I will pass. Thank you for letting me share this morning. Thank you, Vanessa, for getting us started. 
And although we value your experience, we do ask that you limit your shares to every third day in order that others might share their experience as well. Um, So if you've shared on Monday or Tuesday on any of the vision meetings, if you'll hold back this morning. And who would like to share on what was read? Elena C. I heard Elena. Melissa. Melissa. Roz G. Roz. Anybody else? Did you get Reva P? I did. Thanks, Reva. Thank you. Trisha D. from Georgia. Okay, Trisha. Anybody else? Susan S.H. Susan S.H. Okay, this is a great beginning. I have Elena C., Reva P., Melissa C., Roz G., Trisha D., and Susan S.H. Elena, you're up, followed by Reva. Good morning, lovely Lisa. Can you hear me? I can, thank you. Good morning. My name is Elena C. I spell my name E-L-E-N-I. <clears throat> Recover for today from South Carolina. It is so good to wake up to this meeting and to your voices. Thank you, Vanessa, for opening up. I, um, what struck me in this paragraph is these things will come to pass naturally and in good time. And what does that mean? That I need to let go of what, when I want to, what my outcome I want to be, what their outcome I want to be, and um, when that things will happen and what will happen. Um, you know, it's like I don't fight anything and anyone, and that um, message stands out to me. A lot when I remember I had a pretty tough day coming back from a trip um, and back to work and you know my daughter uh, started high school it was an eventful day and just things were you know I'm like what God what else Um, with clients with many people with some bookshelves that were left for me then they disappeared and you know in all of these things I have I had God and I was able to let go now I did react one time and I apologized promptly um and you know it's just the idea that I'm doing the best I can and um I am going to ask for guidance every day to um follow the God's timing God's will and um, I don't fight anything in anyone because, you know, when I heard that, I'm like, what do you mean I don't fight anything in anyone? I, I, I have an opinion, you know. I don't have to. I do not have to. I can just listen. I mean, I can speak up, of course, uh, but then also open up to just the message of the universe that often comes from other people, but not only. I am very, very grateful for your, this program and all of you. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Elena C. And Reva P., you're up, followed by Melissa C. Good morning. This is Reva P., grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater in Toronto. 
Uh, wow, this paragraph reminds me that my actions speak louder than my words. You know, I can talk about program, I can share on the meetings, um, but how am I demonstrating? How am I demonstrating? What are the results? And the results are more than the weight. It's, it's my behavior. Um, I need to change and have I changed? Um, and um, I, I find this so fascinating, you know, that I can be sober, considerate and helpful regardless of what anyone says or does because I had it backwards. I thought I needed everybody else to be kind and give me what I needed and behave the way I wanted for me to be sober and peaceful um, and nice. Um, and it was, it was totally backwards. And I think the biggest impact was when I was sharing my first inventory and I was blaming everyone and everything. And I had a million excuses for why I was binging and hurting myself with food. And my sponsor told me that it was backwards. And it just, it just blew my mind. And it's such a hopeful place to be when I realize that I'm the problem, um, because as other people have shared, that's the only thing I can change. So um, in a way, it's a good thing that I'm the problem. Um, yeah, but it's, it's my actions more than my words. And I love the last sentence, which reminds me of, um, you know, the end of uh, step 10, that when, um, if I harm anyone, I, um, I make amends promptly, immediately, quickly. Um, and you know, the spree doesn't always have to be um, picking up the food. The spree could be like an emotional binge, just getting like crazy with anger um, and, and damaging everything in my path, like the tornado. So yeah, it's easy to read this, but it's much harder to demonstrate it. Um, especially with the people closest to me. Um, and that's what I strive for. And uh, with that, I pass. Thank you, Reva P. And Melissa C., you're up, followed by Roz G. Yeah, hi, good morning. Thanks so much for your service this morning. My name is Melissa C. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater and I live in New York. And, you know, I, I read this and I, I think back to um, initially what I wanted what did I want my family to go along with? You know, I had, um, I, I initially just wanted my family to go along with what abstinence was, like to not give me any pushback, to not um, question what I needed to eat, what I didn't need to eat, how it was possibly impacting and inconveniencing um, the family at times, and um, and actually, you know, the tangible results, the touchable, the real consequences of living this life, um, the truth is, is that nobody questions what abstinence means for me at all, you know, and that's the benefit of having, thank you, God, 10, you know, almost 10 years and, and living in a in a body that's transformed. So they see the consequences of that, which is Awesome. But if that's the only consequences that they see, a smaller size, um, then perhaps the only benefit I'll get is no one will bother me about my food. But that's not what this paragraph's talking about. This is talking about a family that's going to want to go along with a spiritual way of life, with a new design for living. And I believe what's, you know, what has my, the tangible, touchable, real consequences of that is that um, I now use this body that's, you know, a normal size to participate in things that need to be done around the house. You know, no one cares if I'm in, 
small clothes, but everybody cares if, you know, if I'm, I'm helping. And, and those are the things, you know, that I, I, I no longer whine, you know, most of the time about the things that need to get done around the house, but instead I do them. And I do them, you know, with sobriety um, in a way that's considerate. You know, I don't inconvenience others if I can avoid it. And I kind of look at the things that I do around the house as, you know, my loving self-sacrifice and it's my way of growing spiritually. And, you know, and, and so I, I seek to be helpful and I don't really live in the that's not fair kind of hell that I used to live in. And that's my general rule. Those are my guiding principles. Um, but I fall short some of the time. And when I do, I clean it up and I repair the damage. And as a result, my family, every relationship in my family has improved. Um, and as an added bonus, my husband happens to eat a little healthier than he used to eat. He goes along with that as well. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's the benefit of this program, that we get healthier relationships. I'm not in bondage to other people. My ideals are fixed in place, um, and um, and everything's gotten better. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thank you, Melissa C. And Roz G., you're up, followed by Tricia D. Okay, good morning, and thank you for your service. And my name is Roz G., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Palmdale, California, which is in the county of Los Angeles. And, um, you know... I am the family goof, I'm the middle child, and I have cried, um, middle child, um, poor me, for years, and um, I have had to um, show my family uh, my the changes in my life, shut my mouth, and just live my life without having to tell them, you see what I'm doing? Um, because, you know, actions speak louder than words. And, I, you know, I think, you know, it says somewhere in the book that, you know, years of alcoholism, is, you know, is not going to, to do it. You know, you're going to have to live a spiritual life. And um, as it says here, um, let's see, something, oh, of course, we fall below this standard many times. Oh, my God. I am a woman. I love jokes. I love to joke. I love um, practical jokes. I love sarcasm. And, you know, my dad is a real Dr. Spock kind of logical guy. And he's been, we have a family chat on, you know, going on, 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 on the phone and uh, he loves to send us weather reports. He's like 80, almost 85 years old, and he lives in Indiana. They've been having tornado watches. And he's like sending a weather report all the time. Oh, it's raining. Oh, it stopped. Oh, we're fine. And to him, that's probably very serious. And so I, I sent the family a gif of this weatherman dancing. And my father sent my father sent a whole bunch of question marks, and I was like, oh, Roz, you did it again. You did it again. You you didn't you didn't acknowledge Dad. You just made a joke of it. And so now they have this, this weatherman dancing, you know, saying, oh, Dad, I'm glad you're safe. 
I'm glad the tornado didn't come. So I had to apologize to the whole family and say, I hope you didn't take the gift seriously. I was only joking. I've done that with my sister, my mother, and I have to, my thumbs, I have to refrain my thumbs. I have to refrain the text messages and just say, uh, thank you. Thank you for sending that. Thank you for sharing. Because, you know, I, I, I love to joke. And that's, is that being considerate? No. Can I joke that way with program people? Yes. I have to watch my mouth and my thumbs and how I text with my family. Um, because if I think that I've hurt one of my family members or if I insult them, um, I will feel very bad about it. I will need to do a 10th um, a step on a harm because I beat myself up to a pulp. I get filled with guilt, thank you, and I'll wrap up by saying I get filled with guilt, and if I don't watch what I'm doing, I'll go back to the food. Thank you, I pass. Thank you, Roz G. And Trisha D., you're up, followed by Susan S.H. Good morning. This is Trisha D. from Georgia. I'm very gratefully recovered, compulsive overeater. I love this paragraph. It's got so much in it for me. <clears throat> Pardon me. It says, after they've seen tangible results, that first line, meaning tangible meaning real results, the family will perhaps want to go along. What was interesting, after I had found vision by the grace of God back in 2020 during COVID, um, my life was in such dire straits, and I was so much into back into my sugar and food. I'd relapsed back and forth since 2010. And I finally found the answer in a vision for you. And the answers were in the big book for me. Um, you know, little by little, changes started happening for me. And it was interesting was my family saw it before I did. My family started saying, gosh, mom, we see changes in you. And like I wasn't so obsessed with going into the kitchen and and eating food all the time. I was more present to them. That's one of the terms they used for me, they said, mom, you're more present to us now because I could ask them questions like, how can I help you? What can I do for you? Um, this, I wasn't so obsessed with myself. And it, you know, that next sentence, the things will come to pass naturally and in good time provided we continue to demonstrate that we can be sober, considerate, and helpful. Well, those three words are huge. Um, I can't state have neutrality, which I call sober, with my compulsory foods unless I accept, I go to the power, and that power is God for me, and um, and that power allows me again not only to be have neutrality, but also I'm thinking of others and how I can serve and how I can be helpful. Um, yes, do I fall short from that standard many times? Absolutely. And that's when I know that I have to get back and into the present moment and working steps 10, 11, and 12, that design for living. I know as I've been in this program almost four years, excuse me, three years, and and had the neutrality, is it is number one for me is the spiritual. If I don't spend time every morning in connecting and accountability with with God and my sponsor and with my sponsees, then um, I 
I, I will go back into the food and I will relapse and I'll start having all those negative thoughts, those thoughts of, you know, oh, oh those beliefs start believing the lies my disease will tell me. Oh, it's okay. You can have that one. It's okay. And it's not okay. But yet to be grounded, grounded in what is God's will for me and, and knowing that he um, wants the best for me and I can stay sober and stay sober from the food as long as I am connected to that power. You know, they said that right. food's not the problem, thank you, is the buildup of emotions. And that's where I've got to say, you know, how can I keep myself out of the center and put up God and others in the center of my life? Thanks for letting me share. Thank you, Tricia D. And Susan S.H., please share with us. Thank you. This is Susan S.H., a recovered compulsive overeater in Ohio. And I was surprised how this paragraph kind of grabbed me today. Um, I don't think I really noticed it much before, but it reiterates what I heard in the second hour last yesterday, that the best way I can help my friends, my loved ones, is to recover, recover, recover. We are a program of attraction, and I do not need to promote my way of life, even though my life is so much better than it was, it will show if I'm working the steps to get balanced, to connect with my higher power. It seems like every paragraph is it's written in code. Trust God is a big part of it. And yeah, I see that here. Naturally and in good time absolutely has to be my higher power's time, not mine. Um, and can I accept that? Yes, I have learned to accept many things. Um, oh, falling below the standard? Oh, yeah. Yeah, do I? Sure. I sure do. I have uh, directions to turn to my higher power when I fall below the standard. And I trust unconditional love today. I have learned this through working the steps. May I always continue to work the steps and reap the benefits. And I hope my family is reaching, reaping benefits as well. <laughs> that's, that's the best I can do is keep trusting God, turning it over. And, um, yeah, I think that's all I had to say, and I pass. Thank you, Susan S.A. And we are in the chapter Working with Others on page 99. We have read and are commenting on the first paragraph that begins after they have seen tangible results and ends lest we pay the penalty by a spree. Who else would like to comment on what was read? Russ M. Jackie B. Russ. Russ, Jackie. Sherry M. Sherry M. Anyone else? Okay. We'll go with Russ M., Jackie B., and Sherry M. Russ, you're up, followed by Jackie. Good morning, Lisa. Good morning, everyone. Uh, Russ Sam, Republican Pulse Overeater. 
from Norristown, PA. Uh, you know, this whole week, these passages show me how much work I still need to do. You know, I, I get cocky that, you know, I'm clean almost seven years and I ha I'm doing all these things with my kids and life is so awesome, yet I'm ready to rip someone's face off anytime they look wrong. I mean, I still am battling this fighting thing. It's like an it, 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 emotional insobriety, right? You know, emotional sobriety. And when I think of what's going on, you know, that, that restraint of tongue and pen, like that's got to be second nature to me. That has, you know, that what's that? Uh, uh, somebody said it today with, with uh, neutrality towards food. I have to have neutrality towards emotion, neutrality towards uh, people not sticking to my script. And, you know, I think just in Russell's case, my case, that the food is just scratching the surface. It might be simpleton or redundancy, what I'm saying. But the deeper work is my spiritual life. The deeper work is how I'm really truly relating with people. Not the facade that I'm I'm free for six and a half years and, you know, things look pretty on Facebook. And uh, I'm just realizing I have a lot of work to do. And my, Susan said it, right? Recover, recover, recover. I got to do more or I'm dead. I got to do more or I'm dead. I'm missing something. So I'm I'm glad we're going through this part of the book because I need to revisit it. I I need to work hard. I'm sorry if this is sorry that this is a self-centered share. It just it stirred me up. It stirred me up that there's work to be done, and it's it's not merely about being out of the food. I got to get closer to God, and maybe I'll be freer in my mind and with my relationships. So thanks for letting me vent. I appreciate you. Love you. I pass. Thank you, Russ M. And Jackie B., you're up, followed by Sherry M. Hi, this is Jackie B. from the Bronx. Thank you so much. Um, guys, talk about stirring up. Everybody's here was stirring me up. Um, because, um, God willing, Saturday, if everything goes well and, you know, when I work my program, I'll be abstinent in seven years. But that's not all. It's just a change. Uh, a very wise person in program once said, you need to continue to change. Do more and change. Do more and do different. Do more and do different. And that's the program I have today. Today, I, with my family, I reach out, not waiting for them to reach to me. You know, um, I do my best not to live in resentment. Um, and when it crops up, I do that 10 step. Um, because you know what? I don't want to go back to the way I used to be. And being physically, my body's changed. A lot has changed. But you know what? With this new knee replacement, I'm exercising now back again. And of course, I'm greedy. I want the other knee done so I could, you know, fly, fly, you know? Um, but you know what? The bottom line is I'm staying grounded. I'm admitting my feelings. That's the, the beauty of this. We can have a food plan. We can have a blueprint. But the other thing is, is that are we changing mentally? Am I washing the dishes when the dishes are, you know, filling up the sink? Or am I waiting on my hands and knees for my husband to move himself? Or am I waiting for my daughter to say, Mom, you're the best. 
you know, or my employer to say, Jackie, what will we do without you? You know, or the man on the street say, Jackie, whoa. No, what I am is taking phone calls, admitting who I am, listening to others, fears and anxiety so that I remind myself that I'm full of fear and anxiety and I keep changing. That's the difference today. The difference is, is that I can change by being aware. Um, you know, we had, my husband decided he wanted to do some construction nine years ago. Somebody came in our house, took my diamond ring after 17 years of having my diamond ring. And you know what? All of a sudden yesterday, two days ago, I said to him, I want to make amends to you. He said, why? Because I shouldn't have left it in the bathroom, my ring. And for that, I owe you an amends because I made it available. And he said to me, Yo, you don't owe me amends because you never blamed me. But maybe you need to make an amends to yourself. And I'm like, holy moly. You know, and it made our, in, our relationship stronger. You know what I mean? That's program. Program is, is that no matter what, my life is, it still teaches me to move, to change, to react differently. And that's the difference. And that's what program does. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Jackie B. And Sherry M., please share with us. Good morning. Hi there. I'm Sherry M. And I'm a grateful member of OA. Um, I'm in Wyoming. And wow, mind blown by all the shares, and I can really relate to this paragraph and all the paragraphs. And um, you know, there's a part of me that really wishes that my husband uh, would have seen me, you know, face down, drunk, in a blackout, uh, you know, with alcohol, drugs. But also, I wish he would have seen me when I was five or six sizes bigger. Um, when he met me, I was already at normal body weight, and uh, when we met, I was uh, still in the food, although it wasn't my bottom, it was, but I was still in the food, and that's how we got together. And he has seen some changes for sure, um, <clears throat> but this poor man didn't realize that, you know, he was marrying a woman who was emotionally immature and who did not get married until she was 48 years old and brought a lot of trauma with her. And when when I got recovered and the food was taken away, I had no coping skills whatsoever. So <clears throat> the biggest demonstration that I've had to do with God and the biggest transformation is definitely here in my home and with my marriage. And yesterday I just did another deep dive, um, step five, uh, with my sponsor in a different way. And, you know, at the end, at the bottom, it asks, you know, what has your real role been in this relationship? And, you know, she helped me come up with angry, judgmental life, you know? So that's what I'm sitting with today. Um, and yes, and it definitely brings me to tears. I, I made amends to him when I got recovered in 2019. We sat down. It was wonderful. Some things have been changed and transformed for sure. And there are other things that have popped up that um, have made me very inconsiderate, not helpful. Um, <clears throat> and, um, and maybe part of it is, too, that when we met, you know, we both worked a big schedule, so we weren't together a lot. And then during the pandemic, he became retired, and we were together 24-7. <laughs> and I love my higher power, who just, you know, just my higher power just gently keeps uh, reminding me that, 
sweetheart, just keep facing yourself honestly and humbly. Um, live in humility. Get on your knees and recognize who and what you, you are and have been. Have gentleness with where you've come from and how you ended up here. But also, please help me, you know, Sherry, to just help transform you. You know, let go of the driving will. Keep working this program like your life depends on it because it does. It has nothing to do with food. You know, my husband um, constantly wants me to eat this or drink that. And he has no idea that I have a deadly disease. And he doesn't need to. I know. You guys know. And um, so, you know, continually looking in the mirror, looking at um, how I am creating harm. And today, you know, my biggest prayer is to just help me love this man unconditionally help me to set aside everything I want or need in this relationship. Help me to go to God for those things because nothing I could ever get from a person is ever going to give me what I really truly need, which is that security and that love love and care and protection that I'm only going to get from my higher power. So this is a work in progress over here. And thank you all for being honest with your shares and that's uh, where I'm at today, and I'm grateful for a vision for you, and have a blessed day. Thank you, Sherry M. And we are on page 99, the first paragraph that begins after they have seen tangible results and ends, lest we pay the penalty by a spree. We have lots of time. Who else would like to share? Jim S. in Toledo, Ohio. Okay, Amy, Jim. Amy? Linda D. Linda. Nadia E. All right, Nadia, I think you said D. I have Jim S., Amy G., Linda D., and Nadia. Jim S., you're up, followed by Amy G. Uh, Good morning, Jim S. in Tully, Ohio. I'm just now beginning to take this serious. Um, I've been doing what I please when it comes to food, and I need to make a list, and I need to carefully examine my life and bring it into subjection to my higher power. And um, it's not easy. It, It was simple for me to stop drinking alcohol. I just had to stop drinking alcohol. But food um, comes to me in many different forms, and um, it's tricky. I have a in-person meeting I go to, and I listen to this vision for you. I have a man who called me that I can talk to, and um, so I'm on my way into this program and um I, I just know it's not going to be easy i wrote a million notes down today like what does it mean what is my red list um uh, this stuff will come to pass naturally um i just uh, i'm just, i'm i'm surrendering I think that's what it is. Surrender, surrender, surrender. So with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Jim S. And Amy G., you're up, followed by Linda D. 
Good morning. My name is Amy G, a covered compulsive eater from Maryland. Thank you, you all, for such an awesome meeting. Um, so there's a saying in AA that uh, we come for our drinking and we stay for our thinking. And, and I mean, that's clearly what everyone has been talking about, right? That we come for our eating and we stay for our thinking and our acting, realizing, as Russ said, we're only scratching the surface. And that's certainly been the case for me. I mean, gratefully, with such gratitude uh, to this program, neither my husband nor my children have ever seen me drunk on food or any other mood-altering substance. But that means actually that the reflections of my behaviors and my actions and my words are the only reflection of this program that they had never seen over these last couple of decades. And trust me, they've seen me be angry. They've seen me be selfish. But one of the greatest things I think that this program has taught me, my new prescription for life, you know, living in 10, 11, and 12, is, is humility. They say this is a program of ego reduction. And he talks about it here is that we, you know, we must try to repair the damage immediately lest we pay the penalty of a, of a spree. I think one of the greatest things um, that this program has taught me is that I can say that I'm sorry, that I'm wrong. I can make amends as others have talked to. I mean, the look on my children's face when I say something to them like, you know, what I just said was unkind and wrong, I think had more power to show a reflection of God in my life and this program working in my life than, than any of my kind deeds, frankly, or any of my acts of service for them, because it shows them that I can be human, I can admit my faults. You know, it doesn't mean that that gives me excuse to go do those things. I absolutely have to continue to grow spiritually. You know, the saying is you can only coast downhill, right? But they also see that I am working towards it. And when I fail, I can turn around and I can say, I'm sorry, I was wrong. And, and that is humility. And when I show that humility to my children, I mean, I don't know what family you grew up with, but mine never did that. And to be able to show my full humanity and my humility I think allows them to grow right along with me, or at least it leaves room for God to work in their lives so that they can also accept who, who and what God wants them to be, not being perfect. I struggled a lot with the character defect of perfectionism, and I needed to learn to let go and humbly admit my faults when I was wrong, and that did more for our relationships over the years, I think, than anything else. I'm so grateful. Progress, not perfection, y'all, that's for sure, one day at a time, and with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Amy G. And Linda D., you're up, followed by Nadia. Good morning, everybody. My name is Linda D., and I live in central Connecticut, and I'm so grateful and I hope humbled. I feel humbled. It's a good feeling to be a recovered compulsive eater and I'm not cured, so I came by to save my life. That's why I'm here. I think um, people bring up so many things I'm learning from all of you. It's just amazing. What an experience this meeting is in particular. Um, one thing that I can do is realize that I cannot intellectualize this program. I can't think my way through it. I need guidance. I need a sponsor. I'm looking for one right now because mine is too sick. And um, 
I need individuals to help me. So I need to run a 10 step by, I don't need it that often, but I do need it for sure. I need a lot of people. Another thing is um, tangible results. My life is unbelievable. And I'm right in the middle of a mess. Um, my house is being renovated. I live in a warehouse. It's There's a plumbing problem that would choke anybody. However, it's not choking me because um, I trust God. And that brings me to the third point. Um, someone brought up about rage. Um, if I want to rip people's faces off, and I have felt that, it's because for me, I was in a state of terror, terror, because I didn't have a resource deep enough. Uh, most of us have been through a lot of trauma. Label, uh, layers of that come up, and I need to be able to face it with a sponsor and um, through the steps, through the book, through the steps to find God, because God is love. I'm not meant to suffer like that. I've had trauma. You've had trauma. The only way to meet it is with God. God is so, I love God. And I was an atheist. So what did I know? I didn't know shit. I am so thrilled to know that I don't know much. And I love being with God. And I make a point of doing it as much as I can. Thank you. Thank you for helping me to grow. I pass. Thank you, Linda D. And Nadia, you're up, and please give me the first initial of your last name. Good morning, family. Yes, um, it's Nadia E., and Thank I'm you. from Toronto, Canada, and I am so grateful that I I pressed star one because um, – you know, first of all, I need to say welcome to all the newcomers. And, you know, this is truly a program of action and willingness. And, you know, I think in the beginning, the, my bottom was raised for me, which I'm so grateful for. And, you know, if I didn't do my step 10 nightly and share it, I wouldn't know that I'd have to make amends. I wouldn't have that, you know, that, that, gut reaction that oh my goodness I need to make an amends I need to make a direct amends to my daughter and I have to do that um, and I thought well how am I going to do it and I just said okay God just grant me the opportunity and the willingness and I've been granted I'm going to do it today not by myself I'm going to ask I'm going to bring my higher power and just say God help me grant me the words and um, and I'm not going to gravel you know it's just like I'm just going to be honest and last night I every night I have to ask my husband can you put your airpods on because he plays stupid youtube videos and it drives me insane and he's like and he says can you say it nicer and I said how would you like me to say it and he told me and I said it and he said well because it wasn't with enough feeling like genuine and I just said, okay. And then I said it, and he says, that's better. And so now I know, <laughs> I know tonight it's going to happen again. And I'm going to ask God to grant me, um, to show me how to be genuine, to be loving, to be kind, and to just say, 
what I need to say to take care of myself because it just drives me bonkers. And um, so, yeah, so, and I get to share my step 10 with my, my step 10 train buddy today. And I'm looking forward to listening to hers. And it, that's, that's what it's all about. You know, we just take care of each other. And so I love you guys and uh, have a great day. Thanks. Bye. Thank you, Nadia E. And it looks like we have time for one more three-minute share. Would anyone like to take it? Sarah M. from Massachusetts. I'm sorry. Tell me again from Massachusetts. Sarah M. Sarah, please share with us, Sarah. Okay. Good morning, everyone. Glad to be here on the line. Um, so I really moved by the last few days' shares. And... Uh, you know, when it says here in the book, um, continue to demonstrate that he can be sober, considerate, and helpful regardless of what anyone says or does. Of course, we all fall below this standard many times, but we repair the damage with immediately, lest we pay the penalty of a spree. And, um, you know, let's face it, it's pretty easy to be nice to people on this line or in this LA group pretty easy to be nice when we get on the phone and do outreach calls. But really, the rubber meets the road in our own homes when things aren't so nice. And, you know, you have teenagers that are, you know, not acting the way you want them to or, you know, you know, um, spouses, whatever, that are maybe giving you a little pushback during the day um, when you feel, you know, it's unwarranted. So that's where it's difficult. Um, and, you know, I have learned so much in this program. I really didn't have any interpersonal skills, it seems, before I started um, this program. Um, in my family, my reaction was always anger and uh, provoked and righteousness, how dare they? You know, that was my first reaction. And, and that could carry me for hours and days just spinning on a hamster wheel of, um, you know, just anger, wanting to, you know, wish I wasn't in this situation, blah, blah, blah. And today that is, you know, occasionally that is my reaction. Yes, because I, I fall short, as it says in the passage. Um, but today my reaction oftentimes now is just pausing, praying, bring God in, you know, saying this stepping away, saying the sick man's prayer over and over till I can calm down. And then in, the, in that prayer, it says, how may I be of service? I can be of service by being loving to this person that is not being loving. And that's really where the rubber meets the road. Thank you. And I'll pass. Thank you for this program. Thank you for learning a new way to operate in life. And using that step 10 has been a lifesaver. God's grace for sure. Thank you. Thank you, Sarah M. And thank you to everyone who shared this morning. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. The share ID for today, Wednesday, August the 9th, 2023, the 7 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting is 20,524. That's 20, excuse me, 20,525.
That's 20525. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. And Reva P., will you please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Good morning. Uh, Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the spirit and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.